This is Brand USA Talks Travel, elevating the conversation about international travel to the United States. Here's your host, Mark Lapidus. I was shocked to learn that there are over 700,000 hotels in the world. How many of those do you think you've stayed at? 300. <laughs> That's a lot. Maybe more. Maybe actually probably 500. My guest is Chip Rogers, president and CEO of the American Hotel and Lodging Association. AHLA is America's only national association dedicated to serving the hotel and lodging industry. Chip was named one of the most influential people in Washington, D.C. by Washingtonian Magazine. For those who don't know, Chip, could you please describe AHLA's mission, the membership, and what areas of programming and advocacy you're involved with? Well, yeah, thanks for the question. So we are the face and the voice of the hotel industry in the United States. And as such, we represent pretty much any company or person that comes in contact with the hotel industry as part of their job, not just staying in a hotel, though we would certainly welcome uh, those like myself who've stayed at hundreds. But we represent brands, owners, management companies, and those folks who service provide the goods and services to our industry. And so if you think about brands to begin with, we represent the 14 largest global brands are all members of AHLA, the household names that you recognize. And in doing such, we represent them in pretty much anywhere where policy is being made, city councils, state legislatures, federal government. But we also offer certification. We offer research and information to our members. So if it touches the hotel industry, we're probably a part of it. Sounds like an incredibly busy mission. How many staffers do you have? We have right around 70 full-time employees. About two-thirds to three-quarters of those are in Washington, D.C. In addition to that, we hire out or contract with probably a good 12 to 15 different lobbying firms, both in Washington, D.C. and around the country. I don't know what the collective number would be with those firms added representing our voice, but we've got a great team and it's been growing significantly since the pandemic began. Your staffing size and the way you utilize agencies and others sounds similar to Brand USA. Yeah, very much so. We, of course, work right alongside of Brand USA. I mean, the mission of getting people to come to the United States and then, of course, stay in hotel rooms. So that's our mission, the hotel room part. And, you know, we're so thankful for everything that the team at Brand USA does because those folks that visit the United States tend to stay in hotels a little bit longer than our domestic people do. And, and that's wonderful for the hotel owner and, and the person visiting. AHLA was named as one of the 100 associations that will save the world by ASAE. Must have been a thrill to receive that kind of recognition. Tell me about it. A little surprised on that one. I, I always think that the work we're doing is important and good stuff. That one may have gone a little bit far. I'm not sure I can convince my team <laughs> that we're saving the world. But I will say, when you think about the role that hotels play in bringing people around the globe together, while we may not be saving the world, I think we're helping the world. Hotels are a place where memories are made, whether those memories are a business deal that changes the path of your career or your business or whether it's families traveling to go to a Little League baseball tournament or on vacation, family reunion, a wedding. There are so many important things that happen in your life that involve a hotel. We think we do play a pivotal role, not just economically, but in the fabric of society. And, and we're proud of that role. And so while we may not be changing the world, I think we're helping the world. Chip, can you update us about trends in hospitality? These could be trends in tech or consumer patterns or even construction. Absolutely. Let's talk about consumer patterns because ultimately whatever those are will influence everything else. What began quite some time ago and was starting to make a difference in how we view the consumer is this idea of mixing business and leisure together, or as we call it sometimes, leisure. Prior to the pandemic, it was really starting to take hold. But now, because of the pandemic and because of the ability for people to work from anywhere, this has really become almost the norm. In fact, we surveyed thousands of business travelers and asked them, 
how many of you are also turning this trip into a portion of a leisure trip, you know, staying an extra day on either side of that business trip. And it's up over 80%, 81%, in fact, indicated that now when they travel for business, they're mixing in a day or two of leisure. That is dramatically different. So when you think about that from the perspective of operating a hotel and what that might mean as a trend, well, you've got to be prepared for people to both work from their room and also be able to provide them with the services that they need as a leisure traveler. And so having that high-speed internet connection is absolutely critical at every hotel now. Understanding that people are gonna be setting up a Zoom call most likely from their room, but also being able to cater to them as to what can they do in that local neighborhood? What's the best way to enjoy that community? All of that is pretty much every guest now. And so this blending between the business traveler and the leisure traveler has made a huge, huge difference in the way we think about taking care of our guests. Sounds like a habit to me. I started doing leisure travel over 20 years ago, and now I can't stop. Not that I want to stop. Yeah, look, I'm with you. My problem is, is that when I plan for it, I always tend to cut my leisure part short, unfortunately. <laughs> I want to do more of it and be more disciplined in, in getting the leisure part in. How could destinations better collaborate with hotels or better work on mutual interests? The great thing about destinations and hotels working together in the past is how are you building out those, those large events that are coming into your cities? That's standard operating procedure. But given the fact that so many people are wanting that experience, I think you have to think about the traveler coming in now for a large event not just consuming food and beverage at the hotel in your traditional sit-down large gathering in a conference center. Those things have changed dramatically. The way that you service guests for food and beverage has changed dramatically. I mean, it is now commonplace that the delivery service has overtaken what we would traditionally think of as room service. And so how are we working as a destination to be able to provide the very best that community of that city has to offer those guests in and around experiences? I mean, that is absolutely critical. And I think there's some cities that do a fantastic job with that and have always done that. I'll never forget going to San Diego and we were planning a very large event there one time. And you know, we were walking outside with the local firm that handles all of the travel to visit San Diego. And I'm like, you've got the easiest job in the world. Just look around <laughs> at how beautiful this place is, how nice the weather is at all times. But you still want to make sure, whether it's San Diego or San Jose or anywhere, you want to make sure that that guest is having both the business and the leisure travel experience that they expect. And working in collaboration with all parties who touch that event is critically important. I read on your website that hotel leisure travel revenue is projected to be up 14% over pre-pandemic levels. That must have been thrilling news. It is, no question about it. You know, 2021 really started the trend of feeling that big pop of leisure travel. 2022 expanded on it. You know, labor has been our biggest challenge. If we didn't have the labor challenge we did, that number would be even higher because so many hotels had to restrict occupancy just because there weren't enough team members at the hotel. And so as we figure out the labor problem, we actually think that number will continue to go up. Business travel, as you noted, is not back yet because leisure travel is up 14%. Business travel is still down. The net for the year will probably be right around plus or minus 1% or 2% compared to 2019 revenue numbers. Of course, those are not adjusted for inflation. So from a profitability standpoint, not back to where we were. But yeah, those leisure travel numbers are up. It just signifies, again, the world is getting smaller. We are more connected as human beings than we've ever been before. People absolutely want to travel. Now, 
as all my friends at Brand USA know, it'll be nice when the U.S. dollar is not quite so strong <laughs> because that will attract even more people to the United States. But we have so much to offer. Even with a strong dollar, we're in a good position. With over 100,000 hotel jobs open across the United States, what can the travel industry as a whole do to help fill them? You know, the initial thought, as with any time you have job openings, is, well, if we just offer more pay, we'll solve this problem. Well, we've offered a lot more pay. In fact, the national average for a hotel job now, starting pay, is north of $22 an hour, the highest that's ever been recorded. And that's starting pay, starting position. And so pay is there, benefits are there, flexibility is there. I think the biggest challenge that we have to face is this idea of what it means to work in our industry and how do we communicate that message that there are over 200 career paths in the hotel industry. Many of them don't have anything to do with cleaning room or working the front desk, which are the two things that most people think of when they think of working in a hotel. And so as we continue to change the narrative on that, I think we'll bring more people back in. But, you know, I I mentioned a few moments ago, when you work at a hotel, you get to be part of making memories for the guests. To me, that is critically important in the satisfaction you have with your job and your career. Now, I have great respect for those people that work for delivery services in warehouses. And without them, we wouldn't be getting our stuff every day. And that's important stuff. And we thank them for that. But I think about working in that type of setting or working in a hotel where you can meet people every single day. Every day is completely different. Again, contributing to making those lifelong memories, that's pretty special. And when we can communicate that message, with the message of career opportunity and good pay and travel benefits, I think we're going to convince a lot more people to come into our industry. Before we finish up, I'd like to hear about your hotel kitchen program that you do with the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah, we started this a few years ago, recognizing just so much food waste. Now, food waste is both an environmental challenge, but a societal challenge. There's so many places this food could go. And so, you know, we started working across the board, not just in hotel restaurants, but with other restaurants as well, mapping out plans on how do you make sure that you're not wasting food? And if there is additional food, what are you doing with that? How are we making sure we're taking care of some of society's problems as well? And it's been a wonderful program, a real conscious effort not to waste food benefits everybody. Is there a way destinations can get involved with that? Absolutely. I mean, contact our team. We have a, you know, on our foundation part of AHLA, we have a team that works on that. And we even have, with respect to AHLA, a food and beverage committee, which brings together kind of the biggest names and voices in our industry with respect to food and beverage. And these are trendsetters. And so destination folks who want to be involved, we've got people in every major U.S. market. We're happy to help. Chip, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I hope you'll join me again. We have so much to talk about in these podcasts with you. Thank you for all you do for the travel industry and good luck with the hiring. There's a lot to be done. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Mark. Before we go, I wanted to let you know about our next one-to-one virtual business meetings on Brand USA's Global Marketplace website. These meetings are for Asia Pacific, and they're happening on December 7th and December 8th. This event connects U.S. partners with buyers from Australia, New Zealand, Japan, and South Korea in a series of up to eight pre-scheduled totally online appointments. For details, contact your Brand USA rep. That's it for Brand USA Talks Travel. I'm Mark Lapidus. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is welcome. Email us at podcast at thebrandusa.com or call 202-793-6256. Brand USA Talks Travel is produced by Asher Mirovich, who also composes music and sound. Engineering by Brian Watkins. Please share this podcast with your friends in the travel industry. You may also enjoy many of our archived episodes, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. Safe travels.